Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the third episode of the Get Your Bell Rung football podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we're here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. Tonight's a very special show as it is our mock draft special. We're going to flip a coin to see who will be picking odds and who will be picking evens. Due to that, we obviously have no idea how this is going to play out. Uh, There may be some trades, some surprise picks. Who knows? We certainly don't. And tonight for the mock draft, we are using the Draft Network's mock draft machine. Our friend here, Mr. Kevin Reynolds, introduced me to this. Uh, And it's perfect for doing your own mock draft. I highly recommend checking it out uh, if you're draft nerds like my companion here and I are. So I know there's no news to go over. You ready to rock this thing? Let's do it, buddy. I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. All right. I have your your old-fashioned quarter here. All right? You call it heads or tails, and then you get to pick odds or evens. It is tails, sir. So you get to pick odds or evens. Boy, that's tough because Philly – I really want to do the Philly picks. Do it. I don't care. Do well, it. No. What, well, you don't need to care. I just wanted to. But they're odd and even, so it doesn't really matter. So then it's just a matter if I want to do the Ravens pick. So I will take evens. You get evens. big number one. That gives me the number one overall pick, which is great. I have my pick of the litter. Now, a couple of things we know about this number one pick I learned today. We know that the ownership wants um, Aiden Hutchinson. Balky, the GM, wants um, Trayvon Walker. And apparently Doug Peterson wants Icky Ekwanu. And so this is going to be awesome how it plays out. But I just can't get over the floor of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I just heard some cool stats today about win percentage, not just getting to the quarterback, getting sacks uh, when you're not – when no one blocks you, that kind of thing. He is – Fourth, I believe, or fifth in this draft class for win percentage, 25% of the time he's beaten his guy. Um, so I can't, I can't get away from that. Aiden Hutchinson is my pick, number one overall. Let's go. I think that's a pretty safe pick. Again, man, I, is it going to be him? Who knows? But that's where I'd go to. If he doesn't go one, he's going to. Yeah, absolutely. So top of the order here, number two. We're going Trayvon Walker then to Detroit. He's the guy has got the upside. Campbell should be able to make a player out of him. He's going to have a coach that has a lot of motivation, a lot of drive. That's where I'm going, Trayvon Walker to the Lions. Makes sense. He's the odds-on favorite to go number one. So going number two, uh, hey, can't argue that. Number three for the Texans, I could literally close my eyes and pick anyone. They need everything. Uh, and I'm, but I'm going with your boy, the guy who you think should go number one overall, the next Deion Sanders, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Give him to me. I'm pumped. Love it. Yeah, I think he's going to go there. There's a lot of mocks that have him go there. I saw three or four today, the expert saying that Stingley's going ahead of him again. It's Sauce uh, is the best corner in the draft. He's probably the best corner in the last two or three yeah. drafts. He came out he's today. Like, he was interviewed. He said that he he's, takes it very personally that he's not going number one overall. I love and it. He's, he's just ready to go, and he's going to prove it on the field. Love it. So, number four, 
I think the Jets, boy, could you be in a better spot? I've done a lot of mocks today, and they've got four and ten. This is the way I looked at it if I ended up with evens. I am going to go offense, offensive line first. Because I did chicken at 400 pounds last year. I just read that before the show started. What's that? Who did? Makai Beckton, their tackle. Yeah. Well, he, he, he had a four- to six-week injury in week one and never played again. Well, I mean, it happens, so we need somebody. So we're going to go ahead and go with Mr. Iquanu here. I think it meets a need immediately. They need offensive tackle more than anything. They they need – you're right. They, they're another team. So many needs. Such a poor, poor roster. And there are a lot of players away from really even competing. This is a great way to anchor it. Oh, for sure. And like we just said, Makai Becton, is he going to get traded? I don't think they like him very much anymore. So um, that would be a great fit there. And we're just – we had a back-to-back edges to start the draft. We're going back-to-back tackles with the New York Giants. They got Evan Neal sitting right here. Absolutely throw him in. I'd rather Icky. He went already, so I'll take what I can get. Evan Neal, the monster offensive tackle from Alabama. You're welcome, Daniel Jones. If you ain't gonna, if you don't have any pocket presence and can't get the can't get some time with him back there, I don't know what to tell you. I hear you, buddy. Absolutely. Another this one. This is gonna get interesting here, buddy. Anchor, anchor, anchor. Panthers. Number six. I think they are trying to play their cards very, very close to the chest. I don't want to take cross here. I really don't want to take a quarterback, but there's just so much chatter from everyone, including back channels, things you're reading here and that there on Twitter, throughout the internet, different sites. And I really honestly think that ownership wants a quarterback. Mm. I really do. Mm. I think they're going to surprise people. They're pretending like they're not going to do it, but I see them taking Mr. Pickett. Wow. That's where I'm going. Number six, Mr. Kenny Pickett. Draft ready. Wow. That huge poll the other day with a bunch of GMs and honestly, unanimously, not unanimously, but boatload of them all say Pickett's the guy, the most quarterback, uh, you know, the quarterback most NFL ready. I really think they're going to, I think they're going to pull the trigger because Darnold's not the answer and every other person they're going to bring in is not the answer. Maybe he is. All right, there we have it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm picking right now at – hold on, let me get – you took you took Pickett, you said? Yes. I'm going to make sure I type him into my mock draft here. All right, all right. So I'm up now with seven. The Giants, they're dying to trade back. And speaking of chatter, we keep hearing that Derek Stingley – is planning on going in the top 10, right? We don't think he's going to drop out of the top 10. Right. You got Seattle is enamored with Stingley. Uh, the, the New York Jets, you talked, they could use just about anybody. So I'm going to propose a trade here. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings, if Stingley falls to them, they will absolutely take him instead of waiting. And you have to approve this trade. Uh, but they're going to jump up to seven. As long as the the commissioner here, you, that being you, allows it, they're going to give up their second round pick to do it. But that's a little pricey as far as the trade draft compensation chart goes. 
Um, so the Giants are also going to give them back a fifth round pick. So the Giants give up seven and a fifth to move to 13 and the Texans, I'm sorry, the Vikings give up their second round pick to jump up there uh, and take that spot. So what do you think? Trading first and then a second for a fifth. Yes, because a Vikings second round pick uh, is worth 440 points right now at 12 is 1200. So we're looking at 1640, um, but the pick is only worth 1500. So they're giving up uh, like a 50 point pick in the fifth round to, uh, to make it happen. Gotcha. Well, and they should, because I'm all for charts and numbers and things like this, but boy, when you're jumping up this high in the first round, that all sort of goes out the window. All right. So, so is it accepted or is it declined? Yeah, we can go for it. That's fine. It, it makes us think. All right. Better. So Minnesota's up and they take the guy you were just talking about, Derek Stingley. They've taken, I think, four corners in either the first or second round in the last like six or seven drafts, but they keep swinging and missing. They're not going to stop swinging. They're getting Derek Stingley and hope that the 2019 Derek Stingley is who they're getting and not the one from the last two seasons. Gotcha. The Atlanta Falcons, sir. A lot of options here, buddy. There are. I've done, again, so many of these stages, moving things around here and there and everywhere, but not once did it come up that Thibodeau would still be left clear at number eight. They could use an edge. That's where we're going. That's a tough one to pass up here, number eight, and it's really their primary need at wide receiver. Um, it would be very difficult for me to imagine Kayvon Thibodeau getting past Atlanta. Right, yeah. So he's not going to. Boom. Love Boy, it. What, that could be – wow, that could be a steal. Uh, oh, well, could be as long as he can – as long as he brings his A game and actually wants to play. That is correct. Uh, number, number nine, when's the last time that you saw Seattle with, an, with a great offensive line? been a while back in the uh it was sean alexander days no they they blocked pretty well for marshawn lynch well no matter well he kind of did his own blocking for himself he was a brute. that, that being said we're going to go ahead and bolster this o-line we're going to give them i know quarterbacks in need to lock is not the answer no matter what pete carroll tries to spew uh charles cross is the pick here i love him he is the best pass blocker in this draft i think and if you told in a few years from now if he ended up being the best tackle coming out uh i would believe you i bet that 75 percent of the mocks i did today this is where he went really he made it that far yeah because so many of the teams in front of him didn't really necessarily it wasn't as big of a need as other things he's easily the third best and, you know, or number three, at least in what we think. And actually, I think you might even had him at two. I did. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, he went right there glaring. And and I'll tell you what's interesting. I was listening today about, uh, I listened to someone, uh, I think it was Pat Kerwin on uh, Sirius XM NFL radio. And he was talking about how, a lot of folks with all these teams that have two first round picks, a lot of folks are projecting big jumps like Kansas city in my mock, I had Kansas city trading out the 29 and 30th pick to 
Houston at 13 to jump all the way up there and grab, you know, the wide receiver Garrett Wilson in my mock draft. But Pat Kerwin was thinking, you know, this might be the the draft of little jumps because they're, and it's really because of the cliffs. So right now we're at that cliff. Our top three offensive tackles are off the board, right? The only one left we have is Penning. And after Trevor Penning, there's an enormous drop off. Forever until then. Yeah. After him. Correct. And you look at these teams coming up to draft, a lot of them can use offensive tackles. So you, we might not see that huge jump from a team, but we might see something smaller. You know, let's say Trevor Penning's still around at pick 12. Do the Saints, you know, they don't need to jump all the way up in the top 10. Maybe they just hop up four or five spots and make that pick. But um, there's never been more questions surrounding a draft than there, than there are for the one tomorrow. I can't wait. And then there's just with the receivers, various other, just so much parity that, you look at two guys and compare them. There's, you just don't see a lot of difference with some of these positions. Like, why am I going to waste a lot of draft capital to move up seven spots to get a guy that I don't really care if we get him or you know one A or one B? So we, why bother? I, well, I mean, the draft of little jumps. Yeah. It makes sense to me. So um, you're up here, number ten, the yeah, Jets. 10, the other Jets. Again, seventy-five percent of the draft side today. This is what happened. No, it wasn't. What? Nope. Equanu at four, Mr. Jermaine Johnson. My God. At number 10. And I'm Is saying that- to myself, boy, you have got yourself to beast for years to come. Hopefully. Are you taking it? I'm taking it. Right. Good for you. There's too many receivers. I, I, I really think that. Again, we start to have a big drop off here after Johnson at the edge. And there's so many receivers. And, and speaking of, here we are at Washington. I think if this is how the draft pans out and they have their pick of the litter for receiver, they have to be looking at it. They have Terry McLaurin and no one else. Oh, by that the way, said, I, I'm sorry up? to interrupt you there, friend. One other thing that I factored into that this morning was that the Vegas odds for the number two team that Mr. Debo saying will be playing on next year behind the 49ers are the New York Jets. Well, they uh, they got the need, that's for sure. Um, so, so here we got, like I said, pick of the litter for wide receivers, but also Kyle Hamilton. I mean, what a help he would be for that defense. We, I mean, we talked just the other night about him being one of, if not the best, just pure football players in this draft, I just don't know that Washington is smart enough to do it. Um, I think they're going to go with one of the receivers. So I'm looking at Garrett Wilson or Drake London. I think we got to go Drake London. He's such a big, I know, I know he's such a big target. He's the number one receiver on a lot of folks boards. It's usually him or Garrett Wilson um, or Jamison Williams. Like, you know, what? like you said, there's not a whole lot of movement um, between the between all the guys. So we're going Drake London here. Give Carson Wentz a big target. He's going to need all the help he can get uh, to overcome his confidence issues and uh, maybe actually be a decent NFL QB. I cannot believe you didn't take Kyle Hamilton there. I know. I took him in my mock draft, but yeah, yeah, when, I, just, when I did that, Drake London was gone. He's one of the few guys – in this whole thing that I'm thinking when you look at it, like this is the perfect spot for this guy. Kyle Hamilton? 
Kyle Hamilton there, boy, he'll set the tone for that. What could be a top five defense should have been last year, but they just fell to pieces. The dude, perennial pro bowler, and his idol, Sean Taylor. No, I'm not saying this was a bad pick, but I thought you being you, I can't believe you didn't take Hamilton there. If it were, who's making the pick here? In my eyes, it's Daniel Snyder. I mean, good grief. He's the only one in the entire building that wanted Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. And they took him. So if if Daniel Snyder wants to put butts in the seats and sell some tickets and get people distracted off of all this nonsense that he creates, a, a big-bodied wide receiver that's going to be great in the end zone scoring some points, that's going to put more butts in the seats than Kyle Hamilton. Now, Kyle Hamilton might put more W's in the win column, but why does Danny Snyder care about that? I don't think Danny Snyder's going to have a team in about maybe about a year from now. And if all goes well, that'll be it. Absolutely. The worst owner in professional sports. The worst. We yep. discussed that before, definitely. He is, is the worst. So, so you're up here at 12 with the Giants. Yeah, they traded back. That trade. The they certainly don't need yeah. a wide receiver. Some of you folks out there don't realize something I learned Mr. Bobby about the other day. The New York Giants have the highest paid wide receiver room in the entire NFL at just wow. under $41 million in 2022. Mr. Watt, how many touchdowns did the New York Giants receivers as a whole, the entire group, have in 2021 without knowing i would have guessed probably 10 maybe 12 right but what was it i believe you told me it was five 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 touchdowns from the entire receiver core and and, and that's a low number you know for sure but think they even had an extra game Oh, 17, yeah. games. 17 games, five touchdowns from their wide receivers. That's less than one receiving touchdown every three games. It's it's crazy. Tony didn't have any of them. Uh, our boy from Detroit. <laughs> Why am Kenny I? Galladay. Yeah. Kenny Galladay. None. It, it's crazy. So we're not going wide receiver because they're getting paid enough there. I am going to roll – We've already got an offensive tackle. I really wanted to get an edge guy here. But, boy, this trade really threw that off. So we are going to go ahead and take Mr. Kyle Hamilton here. Yeah. Great pick. Need, not a need, doesn't matter. He is a great pick for any team. Literally anyone out there, take him. It's a solid pick. Yeah, it's just an awful defense. So there's an anchor. All right. So now I'm up 13 with the Texans. Again, I can take literally anyone. <laughs> and I think I'm going best available, which not according to my board, but according to a lot of folks' boards out there, is probably going to be one of those receivers. They're dropping in our draft here. Only one of them's gone, and you debated that pick. So we could have no receivers gone right now, but uh, if if they really think Davis Mills is the answer at quarterback, they got to get him something other than Brandon Cooks. So we're going to match Brandon Cooks, who's who's already pretty quick, and we're going to hit him with Garrett Wilson, the guy who runs a 4-3-40, and uh, 
give Davis Mills another another sure-handed target to get the ball out to. So Garrett Wilson is a pick here for the Houston Texans at 13. What a great guy to get cleared down at 13. Right? I know. And they just fell into that. So now my Ravens. You got options, man. You, are you going corner? Are you going Trent McDuffie? You're probably not going to go interior offensive line with Kenny Green or Zion Johnson. No. Only because I, I think the value's there with them here. I, I'd rather just wait, pick up somebody a little later. There were two guys that I went between back and forth all day today, McDuffie and Jordan Davis. Okay. Well, I, I sort of yesterday in our last podcast spelled out why I think Jordan Davis would be so important because if we can shut down the run in the uh, AFC North, that's going to help a lot covering the ridiculous – quarterbacks and receivers you need me to flip my quarter for you that's really what this is for me but i'm going mcduffie i'm going against my better thoughts and just going with my gut because i think the guy can shut some people down i think he's going to be a solid contributor for a long time and the ravens need it it's a it's a tough division all right my friend so there we have it, Trent McDuffie going to your Baltimore Ravens. He's good, man. He's solid. He's got a high floor. All right, man. I, I think we're uh, – do the Steelers – no QB has gone. Or no, I'm sorry, you took, you took Pickett. But, but Malik Willis is still out there. Do the Steelers want to give up pick 84, third-rounder, and give to the Eagles and maybe do another pick pick swap in a later round, a fifth round, sixth round pick swap um, to jump up to 15 in front of the Saints who could possibly take a QB here? I would say most likely not. I have researched, because we had talked about this a week ago, a few days ago, nothing in the Steelers, anybody in, in their – management saying anything about moving up they hopefully he falls if he doesn't they're just going to take someone else there's a lot of people saying they're not going to, these are not going to take a quarterback at all i actually think they will take him there but i can i don't think they're going to give up any draft capital to move up for him not okay. with the teams because the only team left that potentially was would do it would be the saints but i i think they've got too many other needs to worry about it all right well i'm sold um, now my Eagles are up at 15. So if, if we're not dropping back on a trade, the Steelers or somebody else, I want to keep this pick. There's a few guys I would love. I would love Traylon Burks. I would love, I mean, I love Zion Johnson. I don't know if I'd be up for him taking him this early. I would love Daxton Hill, Traylon Burks and Daxton Hill, probably my two top picks right here at this spot right now, followed by Devin Lloyd. So because of that, I know they're not going to go that route. Um, one, one pick that would really piss me off would be Jordan Davis. So that's, I think, where we're headed. Um, they're going to Fletcher Cox is getting older, and although Jordan Davis doesn't rush the passer like um, like Fletcher Cox does, maybe he can. I mean, you you were talking about that on the on our last show, breaking down the prospects. How look, you're an NFL coach. You see this guy who's an athletic freak, the most athletic big man in the history of football, according to this combine um, measurements and things. 
So they're going to think they can do something with them. So the Philadelphia Eagles are taking uh, interior defensive lineman Jordan Davis, a monster from Georgia. It's odd to me because you generally seem pretty high on him. Why that would make you mad. And for those of you out there who don't know, Mr. Waugh and I like to watch and talk a lot during the draft. And in recent years, <laughs> it's not panned out for Bobby. And I can hear the pain, the anguish. I can see the steam coming through my phone with these first-round picks. And I, I'm with you. We, we sit there, especially regularly, what? It, it's mind-boggling. It's, it's really mind-boggling. So I would love for just once you to have a first-round pick that you feel good about. Just once. I'd love to give that to you. Just one you feel good about. He still will probably completely fail. But I want you to feel good about it. Well, I liked Fletcher Cox and I like Jeremy Macklin. But other than that, that's a that's about that's all I got. Wow, that's been a while. <laughs> Danny Watkins, Marcus Smith, Jalen Rager. It's just, it's awful. It's really bad. But uh, look, Jordan Davis. He's a good. He's a good player. He's he's not a my guy. But uh, hey, we'll see. We'll see. I got you, brother. So I have, again, many times in my mocks today, I had this player here going to the Saints. Wide receiver, Mr. Jameson Williams. Okay. He's not going to right away. He'll probably start the season on the pup. But, wow, getting him dropping down to 16, a guy who might have went top five, top seven, if he hadn't gotten hurt in the title game. I mean, that's what these guys need. Have you seen their starting wide receivers? Well, he's yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of Michael Thomas, and who knows what that guy's got. Whoever play for them again. Jameson Williams is number one receiver on a lot of folks' boards. Mm-hmm. He still is, regardless. And now, if you're thinking about if you're a fantasy guy and you're thinking about him for this year, okay, yeah, I'm not. But we're talking about they're drafting a young receiver for years to come, not just this year, because they don't really care about our fantasy fortunes. Obviously. So you're up with the uh, Chargers. Here's the deal, man. I thought for sure you were going to go Trevor Penning here because after losing to Ron Armstead, they, the Saints have a huge hole. And the Chargers roll in here. They took my number one tackle from last year, Rayshon Slater, in the first. And they have a need at right tackle. And why not go back-to-back drafts, first-round tackles? Give me Trevor Penny. That dude is nasty. He's mean. He's going he's gonna to bring an awesome demeanor uh, to the O-line room. I love it. Not only is he one of the best players still available, it feels a position of need. And like we said earlier, the drop-off in tackle from here on out, talk about a cliff, buddy. So that's it. The, the – uh, L.A. Chargers are taking offensive tackle Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Absolutely. Yeah, the next offensive tackle. Tyler Smith, maybe. Maybe. Raymond. Ryman. Raymond. Ryman. <laughs> wow. It's, it's a drop-off. It, it'll be the next one isn't going to go till mid-late second round. You might be right. Unless somebody's reaching. Right, which we know happens. So I got your Eagles now. That you do. Treat them, treat them nice. The best player left on the board. 
not even close to a need for the Eagles. But if you're the best player available, that was the way to go. And they like they like to rotate through their D line pretty frequently, which will actually help Jordan Davis stay fresh. Sure, sure. Where to talking, go? I'm talking myself into the pick. I'm going to go with a guy that you really like that I think could could do some damage here. Okay, are we excited? I have decided, Mr. George Kalopis. Okay. So I learned something interesting about him today. I was talking earlier about Aiden Hutchinson um, and his win rate. Well, he was fifth, I believe, of the players coming out. And sixth, one spot behind him was George Karloftis, which was interesting hearing that for me because I talked about watching it on film and he didn't jump off of, like he didn't jump off the screen at me. But, I mean, you look at his win rate, he's winning almost just as much as Aiden Hudson. So, uh, and he doesn't have the sacks. He doesn't have the production either. That being said, it's, it's tough to argue those statistics. It's, it's such a balance between stats and film. And you were talking earlier about somebody, you know, players going certain places, people loving them, selling seats. I can just see the Eagles fanhood just loving this dude. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He, I mean, he's he, the he might be the guy. He's the, you know, he, he's the people's player here. I think so. Hard worker. Yep. I mean, that's well, going to be, him up. they're going to eat. Um, him, sir. All right. So now I'm up with the saints pick number 19. They uh, obviously not going offensive tackle, which is a huge need for them with uh, penning off the board. I think if I'm looking at the draft board, what we have left, a need for them is safety. And I have an immense love for Daxton Hill. His um, versatility, being able to play slot corner or corner if you really needed him to, is huge for them. So I think the Saints are going to hop up here and take Daxton Hill. Now, some folks might think it's early for him, but gosh, I, I've been hearing such great things, and he's he's jumping up draft boards lately. So we're going Daxton Hill, uh, safety out of Michigan. Absolutely. It, when, when you look at the overall rankings of players in a vacuum, okay, yeah, maybe he's going five slots early, but that's not – this isn't a vacuum. It's a need. Getting, getting him here for them, that's great. The Saints are not, are not our parent Saints – they are going to be – they're going to struggle. It's a whole new era now, and they are still – again, we, we both know the cap is pretty much a joke. But it means a little bit, and they're still strapped. And if you look at their roster and you see how much money's owed, you're just scratching your head. Like, how did you get into this mess? Sean Payton, maybe he saw the writing on the wall, get out while the getting's good. Sure. I mean – I. I don't know that I'd want to be in there for uh, the this somewhat of a rebuild they got. And the, the salary cap, as you, you like to term purgatory that they're always in, it's got to be rough. It is. It is to a point. Uh, you just, all these teams, they just push down. Or that's thing. They're at the point now that the road is starting to get a little tricky here. The Rams are going to be it in a few years. You can only uh, kick that can down the road so far. Right. That's absolutely my friend. Dude, so last year, you're sitting there watching this draft and you're thinking, there's no way Mac Jones just falls to the Patriots. There's no way Mac Jones just falls to the Patriots. And I'll be darned if it didn't happen. And here we are with the Steelers. I don't know who you're going to pick, but all the all the writings on the wall for Malik Willis here. 
What are you doing? 100% Mr. Malik Willis. Mr. Omar Epps can sit there and pretend all day long that this isn't his pick and he could go a million different ways. But when it comes down to it, they love this guy. Malik Willis it is. No, no brainer if he makes it down there. Absolutely. Um, now, now I'm up, Mr. Bill Belichick, with the New England Patriots. And what does he love? He loves great football players who can do a lot of different things. And he looks at his defense, which obviously he loves, and he thinks, you know what? I could use a linebacker. If only the best linebacker in the draft, Devin Lloyd, was available for me because I can play him all over the field. He can cover. Um, he's a leader. And, hey, how about that? There he is sitting in his lap. Devin Lloyd, you are a New England Patriot. Absolutely. He goes there. I'll be honest, this mock draft's turning out pretty easy. It is. I mean, there's because of the needs, the players, how they all fit. The, Couple tough picks here and there. Two years ago when the when we were sitting there watching and watching and watching. And Patrick Queen just kept falling, falling. Yep. Nobody needed a linebacker. Just fell, fell, and just and you and I knew it. We knew by pick six that he was just going to fall right in the Ravens' lap. Now, he hasn't been great so far. He had a lot of improvement last year. He's certainly not Ray Ray yet, but I think he's coming around. He, it's it's in there. You can tell it's in there. Yes, yeah. They need more, they need more around them, and they need to keep their defense on the field instead of nine starters out by week four. This. Green Bay. Having, having 17 people in the IR is, is not good. Um. Yeah, Green Bay's up. You're them. Are you taking my guy here? I, I am. I am a firm believer <clears> that <throat> when A-Rod's this time, their little backdoor dealings on this new contract was very clear. If I don't get a, the receiver I want in the first round, I will be here in August. Have fun. Do your thing with Jordan Love. I've got enough money I could swim in. I'll go host Jeopardy. I'll be in the movies. I'll play golf. Trailing Burks. Is going to the Packers. I love it. I going love it. to this the Packers, nice. and it is going to be an instant thing of beauty. I'm talking JJ from two years ago, Jamar Chase from last year. We're talking instant contributions, heavy contributions. I mean, I don't, I, I can't, I can't say enough about him. I don't want to get on my soapbox again about Traylon Burks. He's my favorite wide receiver in the draft. He's he can do it all. So, uh, awesome pick. Perfect, I think. Uh, now I'm up with the Cardinals. It's interesting. We haven't had a lot of trades, but it's. I think it's because where teams are, the, the their needs are falling right in their laps. They don't need to. I, and that's happening here for the Cardinals because they haven't had a good corner uh, since Patrick Peterson. I know it hasn't been that many years, but their corners haven't been that great. Which one are uh, you taking, big boy? They've whiffed quite a bit with their defensive picks. And I, I can't say Zayvon Collins is a whiff because um, I was very high on him last year. One year. One, one year, right. And and he didn't play a whole lot. He didn't play, you know, he wasn't playing every down. Isaiah Simmons, that one's not looking good either from Clemson. Um, those tweeners, man, if you don't have a set game plan for them when they come in, it's they don't have successful careers. I think Jabril Peppers as well, kind of same deal for him. Uh, but uh, I like Kair Elam here. However, I think most NFL folks like Andrew Booth, 
So we are going Andrew Booth Jr., versatile corner from Clemson. And uh, the dude is a stud. I think he's got a, I think he's solid. I think he'll be a very solid player for them. Might not make a lot of headlines, but um, that's a good thing because it's not going to be for giving up touchdowns. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You think that's going to I absolutely 100% did. I, I, I would have bet money on it. Mm. I like that though. Switch things up. Go on, go on. Now, is he your, it sounds like you're saying that Elam was your gut, but you were going booth because the powers that be think that's the guy. Yeah. So when you're, when I'm getting all my info and reading all my articles and listening to all my people, uh, it seems that Booth is higher on boards it, for NFL folks than Elam is. Okay. I am higher on Elam. I liked his film better. Booth, I wasn't – I mean, I talked about it. NC State went right after him at the start of the game and scored a touchdown on him. That being okay. said, I didn't have access to every game that he played. I got as many as I could. Um, but Elam's my guy. Booth is theirs. I got you, brother. Works for me. Dallas. A team with many needs on the defensive side of the ball. And, well, and offensive side. They got rid of Amari Cooper, right? They do, yeah. They need another receiver. You got a few options here. This is a tough one. There's a lot. I had the, – the thing, they're so unpredictable. Did you see Jerry's thing with his son yesterday, the little press conference? I did not. He said how uh, they work together when they do picks, him and, and Steven. And then he said, Taco, that was Steven's pick. Parsons, that was my pick. I mean, just – and he's saying it to be funny, but Steven's sitting there like you could just see his face turning red. Like everybody in the crowd, the, the, the reporter pool didn't quite get the joke, I guess. And he – all he starts losing. He started running his mouth. But it was awesome to watch. But that's Jerry great. loves to make a splash. We can't ever just have a first-round pick that everybody thinks makes sense. We've got to do something to get clicks. Like when he took C.D. Lamb and didn't need him? That's what I'm saying. The guy loves clicks. He loves he, – he's – I don't know. He's, he's like the so modern uh, Al Davis. He just – the draft is more than just drafting for your team. The draft is entertainment. So who's your clickable guy here? Is it is it Alave? I mean, who's going to – you're not taking a quarterback. No. There's one guy that I really want to take here. Because I could see them using him in a million different ways. And I could see him just loving him up and he'll talk him up. I so want to take Christian Watson here. Oh, man, I love him. I do, but I, is Jerry that bold? They, they have the need. What they do. do? Watson, Watson's was my third ranked wide receiver. It's bold. I'm doing it. I'm pulling the trigger. He's not going to KC, it. he's going to Dallas. I love it. I love it. I love it too. It's going to break. It'll it'll create some waves. It's going to throw a wrinkle into everything after it. But that's the cowboy way. Sure Buffalo, is. Sure brother. Is. Buffalo. Are you going to pull oh, the nice. trigger? Because I've seen him going in a, in a, a lot of drafts here. So I think. I'm, are you talking about it on? Uh, oh man, I didn't think about that. All right. So I was going back and forth between Alave and Kair Elam here. Ah, I was thinking about somebody from Iowa State. Brees Hall. I know. I know. Boy, would Man, that I be just, – is he the final – he could be the final piece. 
he could be, but he might not. Yeah. But what Jack if he had, Moss certainly wasn't? What if you have Kair Elam right across the field from Tredavious White, and you know you're going to run into the juggernaut offenses that are the AFC? I mean, you got mm-hmm. think about Cincinnati. You got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, you got well, I guess um, I guess Kansas City's not too much of a worry anymore since uh, they don't have anyone left. Nope, I'm I'm going real football here. I'm going Sean McDermott's a defensive guy. We're going Kyer Elam, corner out of Florida. I'm hitting draft. I'm turning in the card. I'm not. I'm not going to be swayed by by your running back uh, taunts here. I love the running back position. I love Brees Hall. I love Kenneth Walker. It would be nice. It could be the final piece. They've needed a running back for a while. I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not let. Nope. Nope. Not. Persuasion. Not working. No, I'm with you, brother. Elam's their number one need, but sweet. Oh, Flip sweet holy Jesus. Wow. He, uh, Brees Hall in Buffalo, they, 49 points a game. game. No, I'm with you. It makes sense. You're, 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 you're playing smart, but it is that running back is a need. They're one of the few teams think that truly could use a, a real true running back. Single Taylor Gray at the end of the season, but I think He's nobody there ball. expects that to continue. He's up here. But I'm with you. I think corners are bigger need. You're right. That what what they score in the playoffs? Forty some points and still lost. Correct. Right. So yeah, obviously yeah. the defense more than offense. Um, before you make this pick with the Tennessee Titans at 26. Yeah. I I don't really feel like digging in the trade chart a whole lot to get our second round second round picks jumping up in here. But this is where I think it's going to happen because we still have some quarterback needy teams and these quarterbacks have dropped. So. I mean, feel free to do some trades here, but this I think is where you get your maybe your Atlanta's, maybe maybe even Detroit. They got they got picks there. If they, you know, holy cow, we didn't think Desmond Ritter would be here. They want to jump up and grab him. This is the time for that. So we'll see. I got you. I think you have some things in mind throwing my way. Tennessee, on the other hand, I just think straight up is taking a wide receiver in the first round, especially Thanks. not even knowing if AJ Brown wants to even come back. Well, you got Robert Woods, too. That's true. But he's coming off the torn ACL. So, again, big. And that's true. My, I, I have to take Alave here. Have to. I can't imagine him falling this far and them not taking him. They're, they're essentially overall number one need. I can't imagine them passing. I think they'll be tickled pink that he fell this far. Alave at 26. Wow. Um, I think an even bigger wow, and this might be my quickest pick of the entire draft, is Zion Johnson is going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. I love this dude. He's, you know, he, I think he's a golfer. I think he started out as a golfer. Really? And then I, I heard, I think it was Mel Kuyper, um, had mentioned it briefly. And I, I was like, wait, did I hear that right? He was a golfer. Uh, he started his career at Davidson. And then transferred to Boston College and ended up being I one of the best offensive guards in all of college football. Yeah. He can play center too if you need him to. He's a great dude, great head on his shoulders. Love it. And the fact that he's a need makes it even better. So good for you, Tampa Bay. Yeah, you don't see a whole lot of 6'3", 312-pound golfers. That's it, right? I like, to see him out, I like to see him out on the driving range bombing 400-yard drives. As long as he doesn't swing like Barkley, yeah, who's also 
probably 314 pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. So I, again, I, I, I've mentioned numerous times, I did a lot of these today. And I had Devontae Wyatt falling down here to Green Bay. I had Mafe, and I was just sort of going back and forth. I even, I've seen some mocks that even had Linderbaum going to Green mm. Bay. But I am going Mafe. Okay. I love watching him play. I think he could be a beast. And he's another one. I think he's somebody that up there, they're going to just absolutely love that dude. Adore him. Um, I enjoy Boye Mafe. He, he was he was fine on tape. I think he's my sixth um, edge guy. Yeah. He plays the whistle, man. Yeah, they're, they're going to love him. He, he's one of those guys, old school, born to play in Green Bay. All right, so here's Kansas City. We got Detroit coming up. We got uh, Atlanta in the second round. Now, man, I think I think we might have another trade in the works here. Okay. So we're looking at the the trade the trade chart. The 29th pick is worth 640 points. Well, Seattle's got back to back second rounders, so. Let's say they give up their four, number 40 pick to the Chiefs here. That's worth 500. So somewhere we got to come up with 140 points. So let's see. Seattle's going to pick. They got 76 from pick 109. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you, or for this trade, Seattle's going to give up the number 40 pick. They're going to give up the number 109 pick in the fourth round, and they're going to give up a fourth rounder next year. So they're giving up their second round pick, a fourth rounder this year, and a fourth rounder next year to flip flop with Kansas City. You cool with that? To flip flop. So Kansas City is going from 29. Now, granted, they have back to back picks here. Right. But Kansas City is going from 29 to 40. Okay. Seattle's going from 40 to 29. Seattle's given them also, on top of that, a fourth round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year. Hmm. I think with KC's back to back selections here, I'd like that better if they did it with the 30 rather than the 29. That way, I'm KC. I still get the pick. Done. Oh, well, I, I guess the, I definitely get the guy I want. All right, that's your pick. So listen, if you that's fair. All right, listen, you you vetoed it. There's nothing wrong with that. By doing that, if you want to take that trade and do it at 30, I was gonna go for Desmond Ritter. For who? For Seattle. For Seattle. Yeah, they well, made let's just throw it in now. Yeah. Do it at 29 just to play it out. That's fine. Because I don't right. actually work for the Chiefs. Done. So, no, right. I wish I did. So Chiefs are out and at 29, Seattle. Look. I said this earlier in the draft. Um, Drew Locke is not the answer. You, you lost a big arm quarterback in Russell Wilson, who is also mobile. Here comes Desmond Ritter. Yes, he's got a lot of stuff to work on, but Pete Carroll's got to be licking his chops, thinking I can make this guy our future uh, franchise QB. So Desmond Ritter is going 29 to the Seattle Seahawks after our trade. Um, I was also willing to go for a third rounder next year. So you, 
I was I was trying to interrupt you to say thinking you're going to decline it, and I was going to say, all right, well, I'll, I'll do a fourth this year and a third next year instead of a fourth, but it's whatever. It is whatever. Third and fourth round picks are extremely hit or miss anyway. So where would we be then? So you took Ritter there. Yep. So that doesn't affect you at all. That pick affects you none. Right. Well, not necessarily. Because if I want to meet two different needs here back to back, now I've well, got to I hear choose where I want to go. There's not a single corner that I would want to take here. Can agree. Jabba, maybe on the edge. But the guy, <laughs> see, see, I had them today with my mocks. I had them taking a receiver and then one other person. A I heard Jahan Dotson's going top 20. Well, he just might. I heard it today. He's not the one I'd want to take, though. We taking Sky Moore? It'd be Sky Moore. Hmm. But instead, I'm taking Lewis Seen. Oh, he's so mean. He is, and they're going to need it now that their meanness of the honey badger is gone. They're going to need it, and I think there's there's a a block of wide receivers now that they can choose from. That that that, that they're going to find somebody in there, maybe two of them, and find their way to. And that's another thing with, with like Tyreek. Okay, he's fast. He's a good route runner now. He can actually catch now. But how much of it was, was Mahomes? We were, we were not going to know. Well, he's with two attack of Lua now, so we're about to we're, find out for Oh, sure. you got that straight. So what I'm saying is, you know, one of these guys that they're in that second-tier, third-tier receiver, well, play with Mahomes, that might move him up to first-tier re- receiver just by being on the field with him. That's a, that's a very fair point. Um I mentioned earlier that one of my picks was probably the easiest pick I was going to make, and I was going to run it in as fast as I could. Uh, this one, oh, that was Tampa Bay's pick with Zion Johnson. And oddly enough, I'm doing it again with the Bengals with another interior offensive lineman, uh, the guy who is my favorite guard in uh, coming out, and that's Kenyon Green. He's versatile. He played every spot along the offensive line. Uh, I don't believe he played center, though, but both guard spots, both tackle spots. And uh, he was he played well at all of them. I watched him play left tackle against Alabama and he held his own. He looked good out there. And if you do that against Alabama, you can do it in the NFL. So I'm going Kenyon Green, man. Let's let's keep building that offensive line. I know that the Bengals went out and they made some free agent acquisitions. But why stop now? You got to keep Burrow. And they got destroyed in the playoffs. I think what Tennessee sack them eight or nine times. And then in the second half of the Super Bowl, um, LA was all over Burrow. So we are going to keep beefing up that front and keep our QB on his feet and let him deliver dimes to Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So Kenyon Green is a pick here. Brilliant. They, I mean, they'll have his big and slop if he falls that far down, won't they? For sure. How couldn't they be? How could they pass on him there? So we end with Detroit. I know you're really high that you think they're that they're going to take a quarterback at the end, but I just don't like these quarterbacks enough to do it. Sure. Yeah, I, I honestly, I wish not, I did, but I don't. I think it comes down to whether or not do you like them enough to gamble for the for the um, fifth year, right? That fifth year option. No, that's true. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's, that's something we discussed earlier in the week, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's, 
the first round, all first rounders, the team gets a fifth year option. After the first round, they don't get that option. It's just four years. So that's here you are. This is what you're deciding. Do do you like, do you gamble on quarterback so you can have that fifth year and save yourself a bunch of money? But look, the way the contracts are going, receivers, you might, we might prefer to get the fifth round option on a receiver the way these contracts are going through the roof. You're right. Again, we're, we're at a point. Like we, we saw Devont, Devontae Wyatt on the board. Yeah. That's yeah. it's, it's not an immediate Sam Hall, Dotson. Yep. Dude, Kobe Dean's still out there, man. Well, that that's actually that's where I'm. Uh, I'm actually leaning. I'm trying to talk myself out of it. To be perfectly honest with you, talk yourself into it. He is. But you already the, got Walker. Now you have Dean, and Dan Campbell can no longer could no longer give excuses for why his defense isn't crushing it. So let's get this excuses. I don't know why I'm trying to talk you into Dean, but I am. I'm taking Dean. As you should. Dean it is. That's the first round, brother. Love it. Love it. So quick recap. Jaguars took Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson. Detroit Lions went with Trayvon Walker. Houston took Ahmad Gardner. The Jets went Icky Iquanu, Evan Neal for the Giants. Panthers, they went the QB route. Kenny Pickett. um, And then there was a trade where the Vikings jumped up to seven with the Giants. The Vikings then took Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback from LSU. Falcons take Tavon Kibodeau. What a tumble for him. Seahawks come in with Charles Cross. Great grab there. Jermaine Johnson goes to Jets at 10. Uh, The Washington Commanders grab Drake London at 11. Then the Giants are on the clock with that trade after trading back with the Vikings. They take Kyle Hamilton. Gosh, what a solid, mm. solid pick that is. Texans then take Garrett Wilson. The Ravens go Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. Eagles take Jordan Davis, big boy from Georgia. Saints come in and take Jamison Williams, a tumble for him as well. Trevor Penning goes to Chargers. Eagles come back up again with their second pick of the first round, take George Karloftis, the edge from Purdue. Saints then go Daxon Hill and Steelers. What a what a gift. Malik Willis falls right in their laps. Patriots take Devin Lloyd. Packers go with Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas. Andrew Booth to the Cardinals. Christian Watson, probably the surprise pick of the first round, goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Kyrie Elam, corner, goes to the Bills. Tennessee Titans take Chris Olave. These receivers really fell. Zion Johnson to the Buccaneers. Boye Mafe to the Packers at 28. Chiefs, uh, oh no, there was a trade. The Seattle Seahawks jumped up with the Chiefs to take Desmond Ritter, the quarterback of the future up there in the Northwest. Lewis Seen, the Chiefs uh, with their 30th pick. The Bengals take Kenyon Green and Lions close it out with the linebacker from Georgia, Nakobe Dean. Yes, sir. Well done, my friend. Well done. There's some interesting things. Notable drops. Hamilton, where we've seen him going as high as four, down to 12. Wow, that's a a big one. The one thing that I love about doing mock drafts is when you do them like this, especially live, or, I mean, technically we're not live, but we're recording. Boy, it really lets you – it puts you on the spot. You either know your stuff or you don't. So – um, I really like it. I think it, it it's a good test for everyone involved. And uh, I had a lot of fun, man. Yeah, th- this was fun. It'll be fun to see where this this really goes tomorrow night because we, we, we I think here there's definitely some hits here. 
But oh, one sure. thing changes early on, the rest of it just falls apart so quickly. So who are you ringing your bell for of, let's say, players that weren't drafted? Who are you ringing your bell for? Players that weren't drafted by yeah. us. Guys, we Sky Moore. I'd love to see Sky Moore grow. I'd love to go see a team that wants to just get crazy and just be like Eric Coriel, just throw, 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 and just see what he can do. I love it. Could sneak in here, but I, I, I'd be surprised. But I, I, if he does, I'll be happy. Give me a, give me a Jabo. Edge out of Michigan. Uh, I think he's got he's got a lot of tools. He's going to be a project. Um, but tearing his Achilles, man, he'd have probably been a top fifteen pick had he not torn his Achilles. So as long as we got a team that's patient enough with him to come back. And I know Achilles, it used to be a career ender, but we saw last year. So Cam Akers came back from an Achilles in like, yeah. it seemed like six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I think it was like six or seven months, but it was way ahead of schedule. And he, once he, by the second, third game back, he looked good. He looked explosive. Looked so, he, I mean, yeah. he just so took over and he just straight yeah. back in. He just took over. Hopefully a Jabo can come back just like Akers did, if not even better. So, so, so there's one buddy. person I'd like to see jump up in here. I'm not necessarily going to bat for him, but if Brees Hall, oh. if somebody does pull the trigger on that, Walker. it's I'll going to, again, it throw this whole thing off. And I know it's almost a big, just absolute no-no anymore to take running back in the first round. But, man, I, that guy could be such a game changer for so many of these teams. I agree. All right, man. Hey, everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week as we will be breaking down the NFL draft that was. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify so you'll be the first to know when new episodes come out. He's Kevin Reynolds. I'm Bobby Wall. We'll see you all next time. See ya.